Maybe you're starting to explore a career as an appraiser and want to know if now is the right time to get started. Or you're measuring your career span in decades and want to find out more about the latest apps, technology, and resources that can make your life and work a bit easier. Get the answers and insight you need with Beyond the Numbers, a podcast from McKissick Learning. I'm Julie Molendorf-Floyd, course and curriculum developer and instructor here at McKissick. Join me and an expert guest each week as we dive into the topics that matter most to appraisers, from industry and education news to marketing and other insights to help you run your business more effectively. If you'd like to stay at the forefront of appraisal news, boost your career, or just learn more about the profession, subscribe to Beyond the Numbers with McKissick Appraisal at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you there soon. Welcome to Beyond the Numbers with McKissick Appraisal. I'm your host, Julie Molendorp floyd a certified general appraiser in Missouri and Kansas, and a course and curriculum developer and instructor for McKissick. Today, we are joined by my friend, Kevin Hecht. He's a certified residential appraiser and a professor of economics, as well as one of our amazing instructors here at McKissick. He's going to talk to us about, is now the right time to become an appraiser, as well as what's going on with our appraisal economy? We'll talk about some of the concerns you may have related to the housing market and economic uncertainty, as well as the good and maybe not so good about the profession. So welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much for being Thanks, here. Thanks, It's great to be here. So the big question, is now a good time to enter the appraisal profession? Well, I'm a little bit biased, but I would say there's no bad time to enter the appraisal profession. <laughs> I, I think agree. one of the things we know is that the market's always changing. There's ups and there's downs. And, and you and I have both been in this business for a long time. So we've experienced those ups and downs. And right now, we're experiencing a little bit of a down, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because first of all, if you're new to the profession, it gives you some time to ease into what's going on. Take your classes, get a Good better point. understanding of all the things that go into being an appraiser without having that pressure of having to you know, jump right in and get appraisals done and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's a great time to jump into the appraisal profession personally. Awesome. So what do you say to the naysayers out there that say we'll be irrelevant soon? Well, let me start with a quick story. You've probably heard this one from me before, but I've been in the... I love this story, Kevin. I have been in the appraisal business since 1987. And right after mm -hmm. I got into the business, my mom, who owned a mortgage company at the time, took me to a meet and greet with some um, real estate agents, title companies. Back in the day, we used to all get together and, and do some networking and there was an appraiser there, and he was kind of one of the bigger appraisers in St. Louis, where I'm located. And my mom introduced okay. me to him and said, hey, this is my son. He's getting into the appraisal business. And remember, again, this is 1987. And the guy said, well, mm -hmm. great. Congratulations for getting into the appraisal business. Enjoy it now because you won't have a job in three years. And that's 36 <laughs> years ago. So... And exactly. we're still here. So there's always those naysayers out there. There's always people talking about how the, the appraisal profession is going to go away. And yet it hasn't happened. And I don't think it will happen. Now, I will say what right. we do won't change. How we do it will change. And we have to adapt to that. Right. And it's been that way ever since I got into the profession. You and I probably both remember comp books or making trips to the assessor's office and 
actually physically mm -hmm. having to pull things from the text records. Now all of that's online. We don't use 35 millimeter film anymore. Yep. We don't use, most people uh, don't use clipboards and pens and papers. They have iPads and their phones. And so all of that is constantly sure. changing, but that's a good thing in my opinion. And I think that'll continue. Yeah. I used to be great at uh, making cookies or brownies and taking them to those assessor's offices. And once you made friends with those assessors, then then maybe later on down the road, they'd give you things over the phone and you wouldn't have to go in in person. Yeah, the way we do business has changed greatly. And I said in a, a blog post I wrote not too long ago that if you're still appraising the way you appraised 20 years ago, I have questions. <laughs> Definitely. There, there's so much out there. Our world has changed. It's made it easier in some ways, but it's also made it more difficult in others. More information, more data is not always better. More good data definitely is better, but more isn't always better. But I do, uh, I was after the time of actually developing film and pictures and taping them onto appraisal reports. I always, uh, when I first came in, I was introduced to the digital camera. So that part of it, I didn't ever do. I can't imagine um, still having to develop photos. You know, what, what happened to all those little one hour photo well, kiosks. I you guess. mentioned taking brownies to the assessor. My best friend was the guy who ran the one hour photo booth because I was constantly trying to get reports turned around exactly. and turned in. <laughs> Great. That's so fun. I love the old stories. And, uh, you know, through my career, I've been appraising about 25 years and, um, it seems like every few years, there's something new that's going to be the end of our profession. And, and, like you said, we're still here. You know, those it, it's a cycle, but we're still around. I think we still will be for quite some time. So that leads me to my next question. How do you see our roles changing in the next 5, 10, 20 years? Well, that's a great question. And there's a couple of things. And you mentioned data, right? We have access to all this data today. And that's a good thing. But what it still requires is someone to review that data, someone to analyze it, someone to decipher it. And so as we move forward and technology continues to increase, I think we're going to be inundated with data. So we're going to have to understand how to review that data, how to analyze that data, mm -hmm. and then how to take it and make it a meaningful result for the reader of the report. I think, again, technology is going to continue to change. So we may not have to do some of the things that we're doing today, but at the end of the day, that human intervention, that human touch, that analysis that we provide is still going to be critical in the whole overall process. 20 years from now, maybe we won't have to drive. We'll have flying cars. I don't know. You know, that's been talked about for a long time. Um, sure. Isn't it? Uh, aren't we in the years uh, where the Jetsons it, were in play? You know, and I don't have a space bubble house and and I, I'm still looking for that flying car as well. And the robot well. maid that can clean up your house and do uh, your laundry. Absolutely. Everybody needs a Rosie <laughs> in their house, don't they? Definitely. So, Kevin, tell me what your favorite thing is about being an appraiser. I think it's the variety. No two assignments are the same, even if they're in the same subdivision, even if they're on the same street. Everything we do has some different dimension that you have to account for. 
And, and I, to me, that's the right. most exciting part. You know, we always talk about the appraisal process starts with identifying the problem. And when you look at it that way, it, it kind of makes it more of a problem solving experience. And that's, for me, the fun part mm -hmm. of being an appraiser. I love that too. I love trying to get from point A to point B, point A being my identification of the problem and point B being my conclusion of value. I love getting there and, and I never get there the same way twice. And I, I think the say. other thing, oh, sorry, and the other thing to think about is no, from point ahead. A to point B, we do that, but also being able to explain that to the reader of the report and making your report valuable to the person who order the report and making sure they can understand what you did. That's part of the challenge as well. Right. And also understanding that no two appraisers are going to tackle the problem in an mm -hmm. identical way. Um, one of our good friends and, and fellow McKissick instructors, uh, Mel Black from North Carolina did a great visual when he and I presented at a conference a few months ago. And he, he told a story about a father and son, appraiser team who, um, you know, there's a lot of family appraiser teams in this profession and that um, they were both arguing an appraisal point, which, you know, appraisers love to argue. And he said, let me ask you a question. And, and I don't even remember the two cities he used, but he said, how would you get from here to here? Tell me the roads you would take. And the father said, well, I do this, this, and this. And the son said, well, no, 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 I do this, this, and this. And Mel said, well, if you asked me, I would do this and this. And then he brought it all together and he said, now, did we both get there? Right. Did one of us maybe get there a little faster? One of us had maybe a more scenic route. One of us avoided toll roads. We all got from point A to point B but the route we took looked very different. And, and I think that's crucial in, in our profession and what that's we do. That's a great analogy. Knowing that the, the direction you take may be different than someone else's, but you may still come to the same Well, conclusion. just think about when you go on your phone and you put in the directions in Google Maps, it gives you options. It doesn't say this is the way you Absolutely. go. It gives you different options. So that's a great analogy. I love that story. Yeah. And, and of course, Mel with his Southern accent made it even all the more entertaining. Yes. Uh, so with the good, let's talk about the bad. What is your least favorite thing about being an appraiser? Deadlines. I, nah. <laughs> I think yeah. one of the challenges we have today is with all the technology we have, everybody expects things faster. And while we can certainly find right. efficiencies in our process, at the end of the day, we still have to make sure we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's and doing the necessary research. And so I think, you know, for me, some of the deadlines have become a little harder to stand by when I want to do a quality job uh, on the appraisal. So that's kind right. of one of the things. But again, all the tools we have, it's still not that big of a deal. Right. I remember someone saying, do you want it fast, cheap, or accurate? Because you right. don't get all three. Is that the way, is that the, way the saying like that, goes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is something along those lines. And, and appraisers, yeah, we, we do struggle with deadlines. Um, appraisers and, and our business management, you know, sometimes that's difficult when you're a sole proprietor. I think that was my least favorite part of, you know, actual boots on the ground appraising was doing yeah. the business side 
of things. Give me a property and let me find its value. I loved and I still love, but it's all the housekeeping and the taxes and all of that kind of stuff that is, is, was my least favorite part of it. Totally agree. Taxes are still my least favorite part of working. (laughs) Isn't it everyone's? Isn't it everyone's though? So Kevin, you teach a lot for us here at McKissick. Um, What's one recurring theme or maybe pain point that you hear from students in your classes over and over? Well, I don't know if it's a pain point, but you know, when we talk about getting into the appraisal business, one of the things I hear a lot is this is my last cycle. I'm not going to renew my, my license. So right. when we go back to the whole idea of, is this a good time to get in the business? I think we're going to see, you know, that pool of appraisers continue to shrink. So there's going to be opportunities and, and a need to fill those people that are getting out of the, the business. I agree. I agree. And, and in my classes as well, you know, the population in, in the classes, in those continuing ed classes, we are aging and we've got to replace um, our appraiser population with new blood. We really do. So, you know, if you're ever out there on the fence about training, I would definitely encourage you to do so. We've got to pass it on to the next appraiser generation. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think one of the things and you know, as appraisers, a lot of appraisers are independent contractors, work on their own. They're hesitant to bring right. on trainees, but that's, we all got into the business. You talk about family. My dad was an appraiser. That's how I got in the business. If he wasn't an appraiser, there's, I, I didn't plan on becoming an appraiser. And so, you know, Agreed. I think one of the things I'd like to see more appraisers do is take on those trainees and help them work their way into the business because, we all have a stake in this industry and it's been very good to me for, as I said, 36 years. And I, I certainly want to see that continue. So we need that new blood. Right. I I did not plan to be an appraiser either. Uh, I was brought on by my brother. He was my supervisor. And originally I was uh, recruited when he was very busy and he didn't like working in my county because you still had to go to the assessor's office and and he brought me on just as a kind of a part-time gig. And you see how that has changed. So, and, and I love it. It's been, it's been good to me yeah. and I enjoy it. So what, what do you hear from appraisers um, related to why this is their last cycle? What I think it's change. You know, the only constant in this business is change. But at the same time, a lot of appraisers don't like change. And so as we see regulations change, as we see technology advance, some people just are not in a position where they want to try to keep up with it. And, you know, you talk about the appraisal population aging. In some ways, I understand that. I mean, it's you get to a point where it's just Mm -hmm. time. But that to me seems to be the biggest pushback or, or thing that I hear from a lot of appraisers is it's just changing too much which is another great reason to get right. into it now because you're coming in fresh and you, you can adapt right. quicker. And as a trainee coming in, chances are you're more tech savvy than, than that supervisor. So maybe it, you bring some, some technology skills to the table and you can really help that supervisor out in their well, practice. Not to age myself, but I, I work from home. <laughs> Um, at a bedroom home. Uh-huh. and um, I have five children, all of whom are in their um, 20s, 
who are constantly called upon to help me figure out what I screwed up on my computer. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, as I, um, as I told you earlier, I had some technical difficulties myself and ended up finding the appropriate power cord from my son's old PlayStation three. He looked at it and said, Oh, that's this kind of charger. So, you know, the different generations, we all bring something to the exactly. table. So, uh, you know, to kind of wrap things up, I think it's a great time to become an appraiser right now. Our profession is changing. Um, That's a definite. But what would you say to someone who's on the fence on whether or not they want to enter the profession? Well, the first thing I would say is give it a shot. I mean, you've got to take your education anyway. So take a class and see if this is what you think it is and figure out if this is something that you think that you would enjoy over the long haul. Because again, I think when people get, this is just my experience from the people that I deal with. When you get in the business, you're kind of sucked in. And, and, you know, I don't know too many appraisers who haven't been in for the long haul. I mean, most of the appraisers I know have been in this business 25, 30, 40, even 50 years, because it's just one of those Mm -hmm. things that, that sucks you in. And, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, I think that's a testament to how enjoyable of a career is because if you're going to choose a career, you're going to be doing it for a long time, probably. So do something you like. Mm-hmm. And so take that education. Right. Decide if this is what you think. And it never hurts to reach out to an appraiser. And even if you're not trying to get uh, an internship or a, a trainee, says, say, can I follow you around for a day just to see what you do? Right. Just see exactly. if this is for me. I like that. Yeah. I like that thought process. Can I buy you a cup of coffee and just hear about exactly. what you do in a day? That's a great, a great starting point. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, thank you as always for your amazing insight on, is it a good time to get into this profession? And I think both of us have the same answer that Absolutely. yes, it sure is. So thank you for listening to Beyond the Numbers with McKissick Appraisal. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And be sure to check out the Unlimited Learning Membership at McKissick.com where you can take courses on estate appraisals, divorce, green home, and even more. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Beyond the Numbers. If you'd like to stay at the forefront of appraisal news, boost your career, or just learn more about the profession, be sure to subscribe to Beyond the Numbers with McKissick Appraisal at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for stopping by.